Hello everyone, and welcome in to, let's try this title out, Talking Graps with DC and Mac. What do you think? I like it, man. It's uh, simple, it's to the point, I dig it. As, as largely brought to us by somebody in the Discord channel over on Patreon, so appreciate you for that one. Yeah, a little Talking Graps with DC and Mac. I'm DC, you're Mac, what's happening, yep. brother? Not much, man. I appreciate you having me on again. Uh, episode number two, we are officially, you know, off to the races on this deal. Yeah, it's a real thing now, right? Anybody can do one show. Right, right. <laughs> and now this is actually like, happening for realsies now. Uh, and since you mentioned that, there's something I want to say. So I'm going to make the first half of every single one of these shows free because I know that uh, I was just thinking about this the other day is that my fiance and I were just talking about when we first met and I was eating a $5 little Caesar pizza every single day, basically is my meal because I could stretch it out over the day and I could get mm -hmm. the most out of the $5. I get it. If you don't have money to come and, and become a patron, I of course very much appreciate it and hope people who have the means will consider it. But I also want to make sure that this show, at least parts of it are free for the wrestling community. So half of every single show is going to be free you'll hear us transition into the i'll let you know when we're moving into the part that'll be behind the paywall later but just wanted to let everybody out there know there'll be a, a free podcast feed for it also i'll get it on itunes and stitcher and all that stuff so awesome. create some community here awesome also one other bit of housekeeping that i can't believe i left out of the first episode this is entirely on me but everybody here in the local community especially knows about benny f and cumberbatch um, you, you know what he means to the community. If you're new and you're listening to this and you don't know, just a phenomenal, phenomenal person and up and coming wrestler here in the community, uh, experienced a very, very terrible accident recently is in recovery. And Mac, where can the people go to help out and, and get involved? Almost all of yeah, the man. shows, if you've gone out to a recent show, but if you want to help you, and if you, again, if you have the means become a patron second, help out Benny F and Cumberbatch first. That's awesome, man. I appreciate you kind of putting that over a little bit. Yeah, so like uh, you said, man, most of the shows, pretty much every single show that's been run over the last month or so has been a, a charity show to raise money for his recovery and things like that. Um, if you want to go to his GoFundMe, that'd be fantastic. Um, you know, just type in GoFundMe and look for help, Benny Cumberbatch. Um, we've already raised over 20K, which has been fantastic over the last few weeks. Um, we're obviously going to keep on going. We are still going to do, there's a lot more benefit shows on the way. There's uh, a couple this weekend and then there's more on the horizon too. So just whatever people can do to, to help out. And like you said, man, like I get, not everybody can necessarily contribute money all the time, but even just, you know, sharing the page, raising, you know, awareness of it or whatever, that's like, you know, helpful on its own, man. So just whatever people can do is already so, so, so appreciated. Right. I think oftentimes people, I say it about the, the Patreon, you know, people underestimate the power of just spreading the word, a retweet, totally. a like can do a, a great deal of good. So totally we appreciate everyone out there in the community doing whatever they can, because uh, Benny is just need to have him as part of the community and, and he'll always be. And so that's what boy, man. Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The big news, obviously, in the world of wrestling, though, this week, Mac, uh, before we can even get into some of the local shows, we were at Primo's and IWC this last weekend. We've got some AEW and WWE talk, but mm -hmm. Ring of Honor is no more? Yeah. Yeah, so this is weird. Yeah. So basically what's happening is Ring of Honor um, has decided to kind of close up shop for the at least the next few months. Uh, so they are going to 
run uh, a couple. I think they're going to do a couple more tapings, and then they're also going to uh, still do Final Battle, which is their next big um, pay-per-view. Their next big, uh, you know, event uh, is still going to happen here um, in December, but uh, that looks like it's going to be it um, until at least a tentative schedule is April 2022. Um, they are going to uh, try to what they said is uh, reimagine their company as a fan-focused product, and so that is essentially Ring of Honor done for at least the next uh, you know quarter or so. That's absolutely wild, and and all of the talent is now available, or what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So basically, uh-huh. everyone that works for Ring of Honor, all the guys that had contracts, they're all the supremely talented people are now totally free of their contracts. Uh, I'm they're still going to work. Like I said, whichever guys are, are booked for those last couple tapings and final battle will still do those, but um, they are also free as of like today to work anywhere else they want. So there's already a lot of people taking these independent bookings. There's obviously speculation about going somewhere else that's on TV. So there's it's a it's got huge, huge, huge consequences for the wrestling like landscape overall. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about because you know I I had followed a little more you know back and it's not even that long ago that the WWE was kind of especially if you're an American with American TV the only game in town for regular television right mm-hmm. and we've talked we talked last show how mm-hmm. you know it's really blown up over the last several years and I think once AEW came into the mix I really I didn't stop paying attention to like Ring of Honor and Pro Gorilla and stuff like that but you know less. Because there was this alternative product and, and you started to feel like a lot of the people who had been falling through the cracks before were getting picked up by AEW now. But now they've got this huge roster. And so that's what I was going to ask you is where do these people go? What is the other promotion that could step up, uh, you know, and, and become a, a big player on the indie scene here in the interim? Yeah. So that's a good question. Obviously, you know, once the news came out that Ring of Honor was going to kind of let all these people roam free, for lack of a better term, the speculation started popping up immediately about where a lot of these guys are going to go. I mean, they've got some, like, absolute world-class talent up there. I mean, you talk about the Briscoes, and you got Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal, Alex Shelley, you know, Dak Draper, Quinn McKay, Maxine Paler. Like, they're literally, like, dozens. Um... So what's the next promotion to set up? It's a hard guess because like you said, you kind of have your two, like your two big name players, obviously in WWE and AEW. And then beyond that, there's a lot of kind of independent promotions on the, on the come up. So pro wrestling gorilla PWG, you mentioned them a little bit earlier. They're always going to be like must see shows. Um, You've got your GCWs are on the way up too. Uh, They have really, gained a lot of momentum over the last year or so. Um, so you might see some of those cats showing up there. Uh, you could see, you know, spots like I think Beyond Wrestling is really uh, doing some cool stuff. So there's a lot of different uh, sort of smaller promotions that really might take advantage of this and and really start kind of building their audience through it. Is Impact a big winner here? Or are these, because as you talked about, a lot of these guys are like, they're the next, you know, it's easy to forget that like, Adam Cole and uh, Seth Rollins and CM Punk and all these people right. have come oh, through. Yeah. So these are the next ones of those. So I, I heard some people being like, oh man, all this talent impact should sweep them all up. But are a lot of these guys, I don't know if too good for, and I know impact has been doing better, but sure. 
you know, uh, do they try to get into this mix? I guess you think that's a good question. Yeah, I, I definitely think Impact will probably do something with some of these guys too. Um, I think the thing that's interesting about Impact is Impact seems these days to really be sort of in a in a period where they're trying to change what their identity is. So for you know years and sort of those like mid to late aughts, they were just sort of like the high work rate. Um, you know, X division guys with just like really good solid main events. And then they really sort of changed their identity once they brought in some of their other creative um, team in the early 2010s. And then since then, I think impact has been on the come up for sure, but it's, it, it is interesting. You get into the conversation of like, was a ring of honor a bigger or more desirable promotion than impact? And oh, it's yeah. hard to say. And so now to your point, like to a lot of these ring of honor guys head over there I do think there's a probably pretty good contingent of people that will, but part of it's also like with the ability with, with how big independent wrestling has become these days, some people might just say, you know, I'd rather just work indies all day, every day as opposed to doing impact for like part-time. I, if that makes sense. Hey, as someone who's trying to work independently after moving away from a company, totally. You know, if there's anything I understood this week, it's the feelings of a lot of the people, you know, who are wrestling for Ring of Honor right now and and in that same position. Do I go Mm -hmm. work for somebody else? Do I just work for myself, do the freelance thing, Mm -hmm. pick up the the gigs where I can? And, you know, luckily we're living in a time where that's much more of a viable strategy for these guys. And even coming out and working local scenes, like the stuff we're about to talk about, you know, we've, we've said we've seen, you know, guys and gals will show up and and wrestle the roof off the place at primos or lucha libre and laughs or new era or wherever and so if you can you know you, you travel to denver you do a couple of shows there you know you then you go to the next city and you do a couple of shows there and kind of old school taking it back to its roots absolutely yeah it's a great point actually so i hope uh, a lot of those, I, I, the, the day I got fired, I think I heard the phrase, land on your feet, you'll land on your feet a good 300 times. Mm-hmm. People, they really appreciate it. So I'll, I'll throw a little bit of that energy back out. There you we'll go. Hope, hope all those folks land. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting comparison you make because you're right. Like it's, it's one of those things where it's like you are now an independent resource, right? Like you're an independent um, source of your own uh, scheduling and booking and like it is weird. You kind of have to figure out like, what do I prioritize? You know, right. do I like try and get right back into a, I wouldn't say like a major, maybe a major company, right? One of those big right. two. Do you maybe want to go to sort of those like mid-level, like definitely, you know, impact will take care of you for sure. Or do you want to just slide back into the independent scene? Like you said, and just start taking these bookings all over the country and just kind of build your brand back up that way. Like, I don't know. I've never been in the position that these guys have and they have a lot of decisions to make over the next few weeks. Yeah going to be really interesting. So we'll be watching. We'll keeping you updated. And uh, speaking of that local scene, a couple of shows this past weekend. We had Primos down at the Watering Bowl on Saturday and IWC at the weird-ass event center they do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on Sunday. Man, the show is so great, but that venue is not the best. I'm it's, sure they yeah. got a great deal, though. I'm yeah, sure. it's something. It's, it's a sight to behold, for sure. <laughs> it is something else. Um, let's get into the Primo show. It was a fun one. Uh, it was a, a theme one uh, where it, it was one of these. Uh, I, I, what do you call this exactly? Because there, there's the name for the show. But when 
everyone's basically coming out as a character that they aren't normally. So it was mostly, uh, you know, I guess it's the Halloween yeah. show. A lot Good of it was parody like, show, basically. Par- that's the word I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so normally I would want to do, you know, face of the night, heel of the night. There were almost no heels on this night because everyone just came out and was over with the crowd because of their costume. And mm-hmm. it was just like, everyone was having fun. Uh, and it, it felt very house showy. And I mean that in a good way, because a lot of times, you know, there, there are, you know, storylines or, or whatever that needs to happen, but this was definitely much more, we're going to have an absolute blast tonight. And I thought, I thought they did a great job. Yeah, it's fun doing stuff like that because you don't have to worry about, like you just said it, like you don't really have to worry about like storylines or you don't have to worry about like not necessarily getting like a big emotional like build in a lot of the matches of the crowd because it's just such a good time. Like one of the matches was a Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat, right? Yes. Like the three on three tag where like, you know, uh, three different Street Fighter characters fought three from Mortal Kombat characters. So you can imagine how that went down. We had at one point we had, um, you know, Bell from Beauty and the Beast yes. wrestling, uh, 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 the little doll guy from um, from uh, Saw. Saw. Like, obviously, <laughs> incredibly tongue-in-cheek. Tongue uh, but, yeah, you're right. Like, we had a lot of fun doing stuff like that just because it's so loose. And you mentioned the house show vibe. It's the perfect way to describe it because it is. It's very loose. It's very uh, chill. Um, you know, just a lot of mess around and some fun to be had, you know? Yeah. And I'm a I'm a big mark for any rumble, anything rumble side, any any over the top rope, get a mm-hmm. bunch of people in the ring situation. Always a mark for that, mm-hmm. and it's a great showcase for my guy Filter. <laughs> gets oh yeah, to dominate a bunch spooky of people. Filter. Who are small and spooky Filter. Spooky uh, Filter coming out with his uh, face paint, man. Yeah, he looked terrifying. <laughs> didn't he? Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like I'm legitimate six three and a half or so, but I'm skinny as hell. Uh, when I stand next to Filter, I, I feel small. I, I know, feel right? Like a very small person. Like You're a big guy too. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he was great and entertaining. Uh, I do have to give match of the night though to the triple threat uh, mm-hmm. between Logan, Justin Dier. I forgot. Oh shoot! I had it right here. Who's the, I just got rid of my notes. The third. Oh, you're good. Uh, boy um, is Remy Marcel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome cats, man. Yeah. That was a great high flying. And also, you know, it's tough to do triple threats. And I've seen a lot on the, on the local scene that are, you know, not as, there's a lot that has to go into a lot of planning that has to go into making those triple threats, not, you know, just turn into a series of two on two things. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm sure you know better than I do. And I thought they did a phenomenal job of having a legitimate, three guys fighting each other match. Yeah. It is really hard. Um, once you are in there doing a triple threat, because like you just nailed it, like the natural, you know, move you want to do is throw somebody out. And so you can just work a singles match and then someone else goes out and you can just work a singles. But the most fun triple threats, in my opinion, at least are when you have all three guys still working together, still moving around, still getting their stuff in. And, you know, Logan, Justin, and Remy, who I, I know pretty, um, I know all three of those guys pretty well. Um, they all bang, man. Like they just went out there and absolutely threw down. Um, you know, everyone was involved. Everyone was constantly moving and getting to the next, you know, sequence that they rocked. And it was awesome. It was a blast to watch. Um, yeah, man, definitely one of those ones where there's a video of it floating around somewhere. Like if you can go out of your way, watch it. Cause it's, it's a powerful one. Yeah. 
Uh, Logan has been on my radar for quite a while, obviously, he's, and he's super young. Totally. <laughs> um, but he, he's got a really, really tight, high-flying package uh, of moves, and I feel like he gets better every single time I see him in the ring. Absolutely. Uh, and Dier hadn't been around in a minute. I hadn't seen him. I, I don't know the full story. I know I saw him at Primos a couple of years ago. He, mm-hmm. he was out of town. He wasn't local for a minute. Uh, he's back around. But I, I remembered real quick once he started doing his thing in the ring, those guys can fly. Absolutely. Yeah, Justin had, uh, was a local cat for a long time, and then he did move out of state for a little while. Um, but, yeah, he was in town for this one. Uh, Remy is from Vegas as well. So they both okay. uh, flew in for this one, and, uh, you know, they were going to make it count. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. All right, anything else on the Primo show before I break down a little IWC? No, I think that uh, pretty much covers it. Um, you know, it's a, that's that uh, Carnival Halloween show, something to do every year. So if it sounds like fun, unfortunately, you got to wait a little while. But feel free to come check it out next time uh, it runs it back next year. Yeah, they and a lot of like guys coming out as old wrestlers and stuff. We saw mm-hmm. some Taz and you know, yeah, Taz like, and Sabu. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <Sabu>. wild. <laughs> uh, that was that was good stuff. So uh, real quickly on the IWC show. Uh, and like I said, I'll, I'll get you the, the venue and location of it on a future pod because it is difficult to find. It's kind of weird. But once you get inside, holy shit, do these mm-hmm. guys put on a wrestling show? Uh, first of all, there was a great comedy opener with uh, Johnny Crash. And uh, can't, oh, I can't remember. Who, doesn't matter. Johnny Crash. <laughs> Johnny Crash, yeah. <laughs> um, all, the, the, all the matches were great. The finale, the main event with the La Parca brothers. Mm-hmm. Ooh, they are entertaining as hell. Um, and they put on a tight match, but I actually have to give match of the night to it was the Cruiserweight Championship match right before that between Ray Leon and Ninja Mac. Yeah. Uh, it, the whole thing about IWC geez. is that, like, I think Lucha is something that not a lot of American wrestling fans watch that much of, right? Because right. Lucha is so different. It literally means a dance fight. And you see a lot of that, right? You see that like athleticism, you see sort of the, the dance element of it. But I mean, it sounds like you agree that good Lucha is hard to beat, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely a huge mark for the high flying stuff. Both of my matches of the night this week were for on the local scene that you saw mm-hmm. were, were totally. high flyers. Um, you know, Leon and, and Ninja Mac, who's a great character, uh, they were flying around so much. It was one of the few times I start checking in to make sure my fiance is okay around mm-hmm. ringside because mm-hmm. they're just flipping over those ropes and, I'm mm-hmm. like, and they know exactly where she is. Yep. Uh, but man, there were a few, there were a few bumps and I just went, man, they're like for this small crowd venue, they didn't have to go that hard. Yeah. <laughs> they really didn't. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so cool. Cause yeah. like they take all of these things, they take these like, yeah, like the crowd may have not been what they wanted, but they're like, whatever, man, we're still going to throw down. Like, that's how you know that they just want to go out there every single night and just absolutely tear the place down. Yeah. And it's always an interesting dynamic too, right? Because you've got that, you know, the audience is largely, you know, Spanish is their first language. Right. And uh, so my heel of the night goes to Bruce Wayne's. (laughs) Tell me why. Uh, because boy, does he know how to get that crowd to hate him. He just leans so hard into obnoxious, loudmouth American 
that, you know, and every time the crowd yelled something at him in Spanish, just the biggest, what? I can't understand you. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. Uh, it's great because he brings so much energy. And I, I've seen him in a couple other promotions where he's doing it and the crowd just kind of loves him because they are also obnoxious, loud mm-hmm. Americans. Mm-hmm. And, he, and it's so much energy. But this crowd hated his stinking guts and they wanted him to get tagged in just so delta i think it was delta jr uh, and uh, his partner were you know just kick, they wanted delta to kick bruce wayne's in the face and that's all those people wanted to see so he, he gets yeah tonight. yeah man brucey is so much fun he's so charismatic he's so funny uh he's such an easy guy to get behind and then he's an also easy guy to boo in like a sort of a ironic way i love yeah i love bruce man he's so funny yeah i'm digging his character lately too all all of the you know bringing the bat down and the the over the top like he's and you're right it's funny because he'll do the exact same shit and Mm -hmm. and new era people love him for it exactly yeah it (laughs) totally depends on the crowd yeah it was like but he was definitely leaning into heel of the night uh and then the 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 parka the park jr the those i mean it's their crowd. Like the people came to see them, but they're doing, you know, they're grabbing flags out of the crowd, carrying them in the ring. Like I said, these guys could have mailed it in and they've got names and a family history and a recognition or whatever. And it's not that mm-hmm. it was a tiny crowd, but uh, would definitely love to see that place packed more, but they could have gone, eh, whatever. And they did not, they nope. were into everything. And I just, mm-hmm. uh, those guys are great. Yeah, man. Like I said, like Lucha is something that I think, you know, I think it's becoming a bit easier to consume now that you have guys like, you know, Samurai Del Sol and like the Lucha House Party was on, you know, WB for a long time. And then you have obviously like Rey Mysterio and then in AEW you've got, you know, the Lucha Bros and things like that. But like finding just really good, like true Lucha Lee Ray wrestling, if you're not yeah. watching CMLL, it can be sort of hard or AAA. Oh, it's kind of hard to to find that on TV. So yeah, going to see one of these IWC shows and just seeing like what some of these real, you know, top flight luchadors can do is really, really cool experience. Yeah. And in person, it's amazing. There was a lucha match at the Primos as well. There was. And I got that whole crowd of people chanting lucha, lucha. Yeah, and just, absolutely. Um, yeah. El Hio de Fishman there where, um, had, what had a great showing. Can't talk right now. He had a great showing and, uh, yeah, man, it's just that same idea where finding really good lucha sometimes is hard to find, but when you find it, it's it's really cool. Yeah, adds a great element to the show. Totally. All right, we are going to switch over and talk about the stuff on TV now, and the rest of the podcast is going to be uh, behind a paywall on the Patreon. Really appreciate everyone listening in to this free version again. If it you know it is within your means, I really do appreciate you coming over to the Patreon. It's Three bucks a month for all the podcasts. You get this weekly pro wrestling show. Uh, I'm talking about Star Wars and MCU and the DCEU on the daily. My brother and I just recorded a nearly hour-long conversation about Man of Steel. And we're going to go back and rewatch all the DC movies and and argue about them because I love them and he doesn't. Uh, (laughs) And stuff like that. So if you're interested, please swing on by patreon.com slash DC productions. Come hang out with us in a very positive community. Oh, and also daily sports talk. I forget. I cover the Colorado Rockies. That's actually the primary thing. Of course. <laughs> like the whole uh, thing. Oh yeah. If you're into, and I'm going to be talking more like abs and, and Broncos and nuggets and stuff like that. too. So you can get all that stuff over at patreon.com slash DC productions.